This is a new podcast series called Clarity Generates Confidence. Welcome to the second season of the podcast, Clarity Generates Confidence. I'm really excited about this. We've, we've taken a little bit of break between season one and season two. We're now here in early 2021, and the pandemic is still with us. You know, season, season one was all about preparing for the post-COVID-19 world. Well, we can see the end of it now. We can see things that are coming. The vaccines are getting distributed unequally in various, in various countries, but they're coming now. And so now... What I want to focus on in, in this season is going forward into 2021. And, and I'm very specifically choosing going forward because we never go back. The world never goes back to the way it was. There are things that have changed, and we'll talk about with our guests, uh, our guests throughout uh, what's, what's changed, what's going to stay the same. And I also have another phrase that's carried me through this whole period now almost 12 months into it, is never waste a good crisis. You know, what do you want to do? What do you want to clean up? What do you want to get prepared for? I, and I feel we, we've only got some of this time throughout 2021 to get really prepared before the world, some of the world seems to go back, but I don't want you to be going back. I want you to be demonstrating leadership and going forward. So, so that's what we're going to talk about throughout this. We're going to have a mix of new and returning guests. I'm really excited to hear uh, what's happened in, in people's lives and in their worlds uh, over the course of the last 12 months and nine months since we last were recording with some of them. And I'm really delighted today that uh, we're going to bring back uh, one of our first guests from before, Craig Mottershead, uh, Vice President of Marketing at GCP Industrial Products. We don't often get a chance to share this, so I'm delighted to have Craig with me today. Yeah, Good morning. Well, great Craig. to be back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. You know, when we, we got thinking about this and uh, when I got when we got this started uh, over a year ago, we were starting out with, so you want to, you know, what do you, so you want to be an entrepreneur, I think is what we called it at that mm -hmm. point in time. Kim Lemon, who worked with you, who's now on maternity leave, and we'll talk about that too, was involved with us, but quickly evolved into preparing for the post-COVID-19 world. Something near and dear to my heart about thinking about the future, what's coming next. I also have a book coming out shortly called Hindsight to Foresight, what we've learned in the last 20 years over the next 20 years. And what was really exciting about that piece of information was when we reread it, you know, Craig, you and I were involved with our, with our writers and others uh, the other earlier this week. And uh, what was written even over a year ago is still valid today. And if, if something's going to stand the test of time, it certainly had to stand the test of, of the COVID world that we're in. So I've really, I think we've got the great messages of the people that I guess that we have and, and looking forward to yours today. So yeah, well, and I think we've seen a lot happen in a very short amount of time, right? So what maybe typically changes would have taken years or, or longer to take, they've really been compressed. So some of the ideas and some of the thoughts that certainly you have put in practice make sense that they came forward in, in the last year and going forward. So when you think about your book, that the the fact maybe some of those principles you've you've lived by and grown by in the last 20 years that you'll take forward, it makes sense that they were there this past year. And, and really, maybe all of them came to light in one flash rather than over a, a longer period. There's two things I want to pick up on from your time is one, you know, because you've been involved with uh, GCP as well for quite a number of years. And, and, and I was pointing out to uh, Christine earlier that We've been living like this for twenty for since two thousand and eight. We've been going through huge amounts of disruption that most of the world doesn't see. Whether it's been freight, uh, port shutdowns, strikes that are there, Beijing Olympics taking uh, factories shutting and uh, trucks being taken off the road, mm -hmm. losing a major major client in the mid uh, twenty fifteen kind of time, the tariffs that have come in, uh, strikes at the ports, additional costs. 
all sorts of, I mean, I, I go through a number of things, but in some respects, it, it, Craig, this has been our world. When I was with Dan Sullivan last week, he said, well, what, hap- what would happen if the, what happened in the last year in the pandemic was to happen in five years? What would you be doing? And I kind of go, I had to think about it and said, well, we live like that. We just, we just live in that, in that, in that, what some people call turmoil, you know? And yeah. I, yeah. I, the, I, as you, as you often say, the, the crisis muscle has been, uh, has got a good workout in the last uh, few years, especially. So yeah. we're, we're well-versed to that, unfortunately, or fortunately in this case, maybe a little bit uh, worked in our advantage as we were able to pivot fairly quickly as, as you've detailed in past episodes and with past guests. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting too, as we've also learned that, um, and I think you brought this up not so long ago, you brought this up that we're an essential service. And, and, and so I, I like how you said, how do, how do you know we're essential service? Yeah. Well, well, people kept ordering from us. So, people, you know, I think we, you know, I, I was thinking about this before I came on too. We were very fortunate in, in the pandemic and the best way I've heard it been described to me so far is that we're all in the same storm, but we're all in different boats. So our experience is very different from, you know, some of our customers' experience or someone living overseas. So, you know, when I when I look at our experience, I can say we were very fortunate, certainly from a health standpoint. The people we ha- have known who have got it have gotten over it. So that's been that's been very positive. And then also from a, a business standpoint, I think going into it, I don't know if I was naive or, or didn't really have a good appreciation of the business, but... I wasn't sure what was going to come out of it. And, and to, I think we didn't have a customer shut down because either by their government or by their state were deemed essential. So that was eye-opening for me, which I didn't fully appreciate going into it. And, and so from that standpoint, I, I count ourselves very lucky that, uh, that we you know, certainly are in the industries we are in. Certainly some of our customers were, were hit harder given maybe some of the exposure they had to different industries, but on a whole, you know, we, we, we came out okay, which, which was, which was, was good. Yeah. You know, and this makes me think of that. You never know what you have until you've lost something and, or you've lost it. And, and like you say, we didn't necessarily lose it, but we could see everybody, people around us, you know, about the hospitality industry and the travel industry and all those who were really physically shut down and, and unable, oh, and people, unable. I mean, where I live, it's been pretty much a year for them. I mean, and that's you know, I understand that that experience is very different from ours, and their business experience is very different. You know, they're, then they're still battling through it. I mean, we all are in, in some way, but uh, as I said, some some more than others, and that doesn't even take into account the the whole health side of things as well. Well, you're absolutely right. We've been very very fortunate through all of this, and uh, I'm I'm very grateful, and and how everybody has responded, how everybody's worked with so with us, so. But let me let me pick up on a second point that you talked about trends accelerating, and I and I recall partway through last year you having a conversation with Shopify, mm-hmm. and maybe just to lighten us on on and they and they've gone crazy too. I mean they've just exploded as well. So yeah, no no question. I think they said the shift to online they expected to take place, and what they were expecting to see by by twenty thirty, they were seeing in twenty twenty. So you know that was ten years of acceleration, which they you know, didn't expect, but I think have been able to scale, scale well enough to be able to handle it, which is a, a testament to their business and their their model. But you can see it all over. I mean, we've been forced to change our habits, a lot of us. And when you change people's habits, you change the way you live. And as you said off the top, you don't go, you don't go back, you just go forward. So whether things come back and open up and 
and progress that way, that'll be different than going back to, to the way life was, because you're right. It's not going to, uh, we're going to be in it. You can't unlearn what we just went through the past year. Yeah. I, I've, I've noted that as of in the next day or so, it'll be a year, one year since I've been in a hotel for any reason, you know me. I mean, I traveled up to a hundred days a year. I mean, I've guy who said who could live in a hotel and I kind of, I, I had to adjust. I mean, my wife and I had to adjust of us being together all the time, which we, we have, we've done so and, and come out the other end, but you know, you don't think about those things until you're actually forced to be in that situation. And it's really interesting just this morning. Cause I have a routine when around the house, I go open up the blinds before the I'm usually up before the sun gets up and I go open up the blinds. Cause I like the light to come in when the sun's when the sun already, already up and, and I go, you know what? I've gotten used to being home. I don't mind. I don't mind this now. And for some people, that's been their always their way of life, but has not been my way of life. For no, years. no, and it certainly wasn't mine as well. I, I I was noting to to Ash to Ashley, my my wife, and I was saying, you know, in the past, like I I used to have twelve hour days outside of the house. Now, if I'm outside of the house for twelve hours in a week, that's that's <laughs> it seems crazy, right? It's just so different, you know, from being gone twelve hours a day to to not even outside your house for that long, half a half a day a week, right? And again, that's buffered by where I live. Nothing's really open yet. We're, we're still very much in a in a lockdown state, uh, and also being winter time. But it's just a, it's just such a change. And you're right, though. I've also kind of gotten used to it, and, and there are definitely some benefits. I got a young son at home, so being able to spend time with him and watch him grow is time I certainly wouldn't have had and, and not realized I would have missed. But uh, you know, I'm really thankful that that I've been able to have that and see him every day and lunchtime and dinner time and all that all that great things which I may have missed. Yeah, well, I, I certainly you are my son, and I didn't have that with you or or <laughs> your or your sister Christy um, through at that time. Now, now it's a different it was a different time, a different world. But uh, you know what? It's a, it's that part's a blessing, and and yeah. we've had we've had a chance to have some family time together that we haven't had. One of the things we did, we all spent New Year's together. You know, even that we could get together yeah. in our own bubble and be there. But you know, with you and Ashley and Aiden, young Aiden and and Christy and her fiance John and Karen and I, uh, when would we ever spend New Year's together? We'd always be doing something, or we always we spent New Year's with friends. You know, mm-hmm. you know thirty five of the last forty years, and not happened this year. So that I I I I feel still some good memories from that happening. Some good things that have come out of that as as well. As, yeah, no, no question about it. As a result of being shut in. One of the things, a couple of things I want to follow up to talk about with, and and, uh, and I've never really asked you this question, but I think it's important. And I want to, it always, it's the Jeff Bezos comment that you brought up with us many years ago. People always ask him about what's going to change, but he said, what isn't going to change is really important. And, and that's what you can focus on. So I really want to, I, I've looked at this as what's called, what is permanent and what is what I call the pandemic or COVID-19 temporary. Maybe think about what what was going on? What were we doing before the pandemic hit that you think is still going to be there? What are the things that you see that were, were important back then that, that are still going to be there? And you can relate it to yeah. yourself, your, your, our business, the marketing side. So what, what's going to maintain I, I, itself all the way through? I, I think to me, the obvious one that I thought of is relationships. So as much as you know, we've all been forced somewhat to, to be more at home and to, to take uh, a slower pace of life, I, I certainly see the the effects of, you know, you know, not seeing friends, not seeing families, not seeing even, you know, uh, business 
you know, partners or, or acquaintances that uh, that was so much a part of our daily lives. So I, I really see the relationship side of things being being as important as ever in, in establishing those relationships. And yeah, I, I think I think that that certainly is is not going to change. It might be different. Like you might not take all the same trips that you used to have to do or or want to do. But again, I think when you do see people, the appreciation of that is going to be highlighted and, and, and feel much greater than it did before. As you said, you, you didn't know what you had until it was was gone, right? So until we're kind of said, until you're forced to, to, to be away from people, you realize you know, how strong those connections are and how much you, you really do miss those. What do you think has happened in the last 12 months that will now also become permanent? You, know, you talked about the relationships and that transcended the whole time frame. What do you think changed at that point that'll actually become permanent as we as we go forward into yeah. twenty? Yeah, one 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 thing I've noted that's happened in in our group is the intentionality of of conversations that we're having. So now because we meet, you know, via Zoom, any conversation we have is very intentional. So before the pandemic, you know, you might have been pulled into a couple of meetings. There's a lot more. Uh, you know, banter back and forth. And, you know, you might be sitting on some things that you just get kind of roped into last minute. Hey, you know, come and join us here. But to be on Zoom, you have to be very intentional, right? Who's in this? Who's going to be making decisions? Who's important to have? And you get on, you know, you might still have a little bit, but you know that, okay, we're here to talk about X and Y, and then we're, we're moving on. And so to me, I I like that because I think it's given us, you know, GCP a good focus. And also I think it's, it's given us a, it's allowed us to be more productive. I think we're getting more done and becoming clearer on our goals and, and what it is we're looking to achieve. And I think that's all also come from the intentionality of the conversations. Yeah. And I think if people use it properly, because one, I completely agree with you is that there's not as much sidebar. And we've only noted on a few occasions where people have taken far more time than they allotted. And and that's because I don't think they've come in really clear. And mm. I got to tell you, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. It, it's, if you say it's an hour, let it be an hour. Yeah. Don't, don't make it. An hour, five minutes, I'm kind of okay, but not an hour and a half. I'm not. I'm well, not and that's, and that's a good thing. That's, you're right. Our, our conversations are shorter. So the, the meetings don't linger on there. You know, you have an agenda, you talk about those items and, and, and you you move on. So you still have to be conscious. I mean, you still have days where there might be some some Zoom fatigue. But again, the, the intentionality of it has served us uh, well. And, and I hope for us anyways, that that's something that continues. You know, the other thing is, is we don't tolerate people being late. No, it's, you know, it's if, been, if you're, if you're two minutes early, you're late type of thing for, for us now, which is funny. And yeah. but when we used to have meetings at the office, you could, stro- I mean, it would be five, 10 minutes after the meeting time. And that was very common. And I haven't thought about that in a long time, but you're right. It's very true. No, nope, yeah. no. Nope. And, yeah. and I, you can jump from one to the other pretty quickly. I, I actually prefer people to take a few minutes because things, mm-hmm. things that might carry over, you do that. Don't start it within 10 or 15 minutes of the past one of the last one. Are we just, with this completely talk about intentional and and what we won't tolerate anymore i think those two things are awesome mm-hmm. i just uh, i don't want to see any of that change i want that to continue mm-hmm. forward as we go into it so what about what about marketing specifically that's been your area i know in and and again maybe address the issue because kim kim uh, was with us she's been on a mm-hmm. couple of the podcasts early on kim went off on maternity leave had another a young young son i believe right another uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. young son so two children now uh and is off for a while so what changed for you what what do you how do you think of this going forward? And, and what's the role? What's the importance of marketing? And now has, has that changed at all over time? Sort of a broad well, opening for you. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think one one thing that I've noted uh, for, for us specifically 
you know, is the importance of having a succinct message on online and on your website, right? So, you know, our our sales guys have noted it's it's tough to have conversations with people whether they're at home or just busy focusing on their business. And so, the importance of having, you know, a, a good message on the website really will help carry you because. You know, let's say our sales guys call and, and don't get them, but they might check you out online. And if, you know, we could always say in GCP, hey, get us in front of a customer, we can tell a great story. But we haven't necessarily translated that over to online. And I think that is very important. I mean, it's a, obviously it's a 24-hour marketing tool, always accessible. You know, making sure you craft a great message that uh, that helps people and identifies with what they're looking to do is really going to serve you well over the over the long haul and over this over this uh, transition uh, anything anything with respect to the technology that's has changed or evolved or you know you talked about Shopify trends coming forward about 10 years anything that you've thinking about that's maybe not there right now but coming coming up over the next year or so yeah, the, I think the use of uh, a virtual, I think, I think the term is virtual people, right? So, you know, so we you see chat boxes and you see, hey, you know, these, you know, call us or we're online to help you type of thing. But, you know, having an interactive person being able to guide you through a purchase, purchase experience, you're starting to see a lot of uh, bigger organizations uh, have that. But I think that'll be a big trend. And I think that will will uh, also be coming in uh, more and more over the over the next few years. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty excited. You got a meeting set up with a company called Soul Machines out mm-hmm. of New Zealand, which we've seen a couple of times. Both uh, Craig and I attend Abundance 360 and the, the Futuristic Summit in California each year. We've seen them for a few times. and uh, But again, you know, their ability to make a, a humanoid, if you want to call it, yeah. type of person and uh, robot to be able to interact with making it much more human in that yeah. respect. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that is. I'm not sure where it yeah, is for us, but it's, I see it coming. Yeah, it'll it'll be a big change, right? Because it, it it you know it's it, I think their whole program is uh, AI driven. So the more conversations it has, the better it learns, the better it's able to help and direct. And and so obviously there's a lot of benefit there. But I think getting people to open up to engage with that, I'm I'm interested to see how that's how that's been. I mean, their use cases are very positive. And I think as this technology becomes more prevalent uh, and, and you see it around everywhere, you you probably you know, become more accepting of it. But the the first few might, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they say about that. Well, I kind of I kind of joke and I say everyone's worried about what will happen with self-driving cars and what's the interface going to be like. Well, I said, if you've got a, in, in, in my case, if you've got a female coming on there and you guys voice and smile and everything else that says, good morning, Gary, where do you want to go today? Do you want to stop at Starbucks and get your chai latte that mm-hmm. you normally get uh, on your way to the office? Uh, or and then I got to call. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maria, why don't you do that? That's perfect. That's a great way to start the day. I got, I think people will feel a lot better about that. If they've got, can have more of that interface than they, than, than just saying, here's a machine there, push that button. Oh yeah. And, and, I, and I, and I think there's, I mean, that the benefits are from the, as you said, from the personal standpoint, to to be able to customize, you know, how your route and what you do, and the and also just the safety standpoint that I think they'll be able to achieve too with it. I, I think there'll be lots of benefits. I mean, people feel like they're more in control if they're actually behind the wheel, but the reality is it's they're probably less in control, and, and it's probably better that uh, you know it is programmed to to do what it is because you can execute a lot better if, if you do that. And we've seen that across industry with the industrialization of, of a lot of processes. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, 
I always like to repeat that you do said you said you told me that in in ten years or fifteen years you're going to say we letting humans drive a car was one of the worst things we could have ever done and so <laughs> you've already you've already thought about that so, well yeah and I was one person who did a ton of driving and you know probably uh, you know a couple hours every day of commute so I was I was I'm one that's really looking forward to uh, uh, the self driving I would have taken it ten years ago if it was available. Yeah, and I always yeah, say that yeah, that in yeah. in Ontario, what we call the 400 series of highways is all the high speed interstates, and mm-hmm. uh, and I said I think those are the ones that'll be automated first because they want to know everybody that gets on there is going to drive safely, and yeah, uh, yeah. That, that that's a hellish highway in a sense because of it. Anything, any accident shuts it down on both sides. It's crazy, so you never know. In yeah. as high speed it is, you never know how long it's going to take to get somewhere. But but that's what's going to drive it. The fears mm-hmm. are what's going to drive that. What do you think might out what? Anything with respect, I know you've made some changes with Kim gone mm-hmm. of how you're how you're now organizing and and operating your marketing. But maybe you talk a bit about that. what's what's changed as a result of us having being in this scenario? Yeah, I, I think for us, one of the things we've started to to do is really look at specific skill sets and how we can get more expertise maybe in particular areas uh, rather than, you know, hiring a, a job function, but maybe saying, okay, if that job function has, you know, 10 parts to it, what are, you know, how can we get the best bang for for the buck and the best expertise uh, for each one of those those pieces? And, you know, it's, it's good. It takes some time to certainly get organized and, and get developed, but we've brought on and outside uh, resources to help us on on the marketing side and to help us take over uh, certain activities, which which is great because it it certainly frees up my time in the in the short term and I can focus on other you know greater rever- revenue uh, driven opportunities or other uh, be- you know bigger marketing initiatives that require more time to think about rather than doing the the day to day pieces that are, that are required but just take time that has been good and again I think we'll see more of that I believe uh, Keith Keith Ferrazzi who is also Abundance 360, I think presenter talks about the concept being Lego blocks and, and each each job being kind of a Lego piece and, and how do you move that piece to uh, the best possible spot. And so I think you're going to see more of that and more kind of independent contractors with highly specialized skill sets that, uh, you know, can can perform a function extremely well. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to explore that a little bit more. Christine, who's also on early on last uh, season, is going to come back on again. And we're going to look at how I've kind of viewed where IT and and HR are kind of merging together. There's kind of a what's the what's the term convergence that's taking mm-hmm. place. That you can't you can't have a great organization without having proper IT in place and 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 vice versa. So I think those two. Things we are all we all work on technology, and we all you know need that you know the people need the technology to function it. So they really do go hand in hand. Yeah, Craig. Anything else? When you you do a lot of thinking, but this is, as you think forward here, when we want to talk to our audience about moving. Uh, going forward in in 2021, what what would you want to tell them? Thinking about, yeah, think about for as them? I said, it, it's 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 tough, and I understand that. Again, I can only speak from our experience and in my in my experience, obviously. But you know, when I think about that statement, I, I think pandemic or no pandemic, that always the best thing to do is to take action. So, you know, what are the what are the things that you're thinking about? Or what are the things you want to get done? And, and how do you take action on that? How do you move that uh, ball down the field or, or or closer to scoring the goal? You know, I, I really look at that. You had a saying in May of last year, it was move forward May. And that was really your your way of saying, hey, you know what? We've had a couple of months of this. We, you know, we're kind of on 
a solid footing as we're going to get. Now, how do we go forward from here? So what's our action? How are we moving forward? And that's, that stuck with me. And so I know as I came into to this year, it was, okay, what do we need to take action on? You know, you, you detailed, there's a lot of things out of our control, but what can we control in that? How do we take action on it? How do we best set ourselves up for success, you know, this year and beyond? Well, you look and you look at what's happened. We started off with calling this predictive ordering, and that came out of frustration that I'd had for a couple of decades, where manufacturing and sales were never on the same page at the mm-hmm. same time. We could never get the link up, and and particularly for us when we bring products from from overseas and in, into the United States and or into North America, there was always a time lag. And I said, how do we get rid of that time lag? Well, we have to anticipate what's going to happen, and therefore, predictive ordering. We started that last June. There wasn't a lot of support inside the company for doing it at that point in time, you know, and we, we had to hire somebody else from the outside who was a data scientist guy, well-respected, very smart man out of San Francisco. Again, we can using Zoom to be able to do all that. But fast forward it to today, in fact, this past week, where we are really looking at how the fact we can have all of our business that we need to have to break even in 2022 by the beginning, by January 1, 2022. And there's a ton of energy behind it. We're calling it blanket orders. We're working with our customers. We're working with our suppliers. And I've been talking about this for years. And well, this year, we got it. Say, we got what's, energy. what's great about that is that that thought has percolated in the background of us, of GCP, for a very long time. And uh, was brought to us by uh, Melanie, who as our uh, logistics and operations manager, I guess. And, and she sort of said, hey, you know, why don't we, ha- how can we have this, you know, break even on, on Jan 1? And, and as I said, opportunities always come when you're kind of d- don't expect them. And, and to have that, but to have that thought for a very long time and then maybe mix in with the, some of the problems we're experiencing, you, you know, a solution is born or, or thought of and created. And, and, and then again, taking action on it, it's the most important part of that. Well, actually, that's you take us right back to 2009. That's when Melanie brought that up. 2009. So we haven't we haven't let that thought go. So you know, it's 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 really come as I look at it. Say there is a great opportunity, as you said, to take action. And because we have more time, we can think about it and take the proper action. Putting the right people in the right spots, I think, has been huge. And uh, I'd say the last piece is that pay attention to the trends because I don't think the pandemic has actually changed any of the trends. It's just accelerated them. Those that might have been on a decline. Some retail, for example, would, would certainly accelerated. Those restaurants and shops that couldn't provide the unique advantage have gone by the wayside, unfortunately, not by their own doing. But other companies I know of, particularly when I'm doing my coaching, some have done extremely well because they've stood up and, and provided leadership throughout, throughout this whole period of time. So, I, And I still think leadership is exceptionally important uh, going forward because there are people who just may have had authority but not really leaders, and they, they haven't really given people a path forward. Yeah, and I, I think if you if you are in the business of of helping people, all right, or helping companies, you, you're going to give yourself the best opportunity to to be successful, right? I, I agree with you there. Hey, uh, Craig, this has been awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you being on with us today. I know we might get back to it, but it's been a joy to work with you over all of these years. And uh, but to get your thoughts and 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 expressing it has really been great uh, here today. Uh, one last thing: anything else you'd like to say to our our audience as we as we sign off here for season two, episode one. Yeah, as I, as I said, I think I love your point to say you know the world doesn't go back; it only goes forward. So when you look at your path and and what's in front of you, what are those things that are going to take you forward, and what are those obstacles that you need to take action on in order to uh, 
in order to uh, achieve what you're looking to do. And I think that uh, I know that's a big part of my mindset this year, both personally and professionally. You know, the the uncertainty of the pandemic is is you know I wouldn't say largely behind us, but you know we've been through. I think all that uh, in terms of shutdowns and reopens that there's there's nothing left really behind the curtain. It's just moving forward now and and getting on with with uh, accomplishing what needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And and another expression I use, I'll make it relatively short. If the goal in the space program is to get the capsule into orbit, you don't take all the booster rockets in the second stage or third stage, which you only carry the capsule, which is the essence. You need those to get there, but you can't. So the, the point I have is you can't bring the past into the future or you're never going to get there and you're never going to get to the to the altitude, to the level you want to get to. Well, and to, to, to use your space analogy, being clear about your mission, right? Be very clear about your mission and, and what it is you're, you're looking to do. And I think yeah. that that also helps. Yeah, you made that you made that point to me not so long ago. So, Craig, thank you very much. This has been awesome. Thank you very much for kicking us off on season two. And uh, we'll sign off until next time.